Welcome to The Straight Stitch, a podcast about sewing and other fiber arts. This is episode two, and my name is Janet Zabo. I'll be your guide as we explore all things sewing. If you listen to episode one, you know that I am a former knitting designer turned sewist. I teach sewing classes locally here in Kalispell, Montana, and also in Missoula and in Spokane, Washington. I teach on sergers, I teach clothing classes, and I teach basic fitting classes. And in this podcast, we're going to explore all kinds of sewing. Um, I've done bags, I've done clothing, I've done generator covers for my husband's construction equipment. I'm fascinated by all kinds of sewing, by sewing machines, and everything is going to be fair game. It's September of 2023. Here in Northwest Montana, we have survived another fire season. Things are cooling off and we're getting some rain, which is very welcome. September is usually the time too that I move back into sewing. I don't get a lot of sewing done over the summer because I'm busy with my garden. We raise pigs and chickens here and I have a lot to keep me busy during the summer months. This week, I'm working on getting ready for a Harper Cardigan class at one of the quilt stores here. The Harper Cardigan is a design by Sinclair Patterns, and I'd encourage you to check their website out. The Harper Cardigan is actually a free pattern. Um, It comes in several lengths. It comes in a cropped version, a classic version, a long version, and a duster version and it's designed to be sewn out of heavier knits, sweater knits. Um, I've done it in, um, I've done it in Laguna Cotton from Robert Kaufman. I've done it in some sweater knits. It's just a really versatile pattern. Go check their website out. I'm really impressed with Sinclair patterns. I like them particularly because they come in a tall size, and we'll talk in a little bit about the differences Um, between the pattern companies and what they use for their blocks. I also belong to a local craft cooperative and we have our annual sale coming up at the end of September and I'm getting all of my items together to sell, getting them tagged and ready uh, to display and we'll be setting up for that in another couple of weeks across an interesting article on the Sew Daily website this week. One of their contributors used artificial intelligence to generate a sewing pattern. She asked ChatGPT to generate a pattern for a small zippered pouch, and then she sewed up the pouch from the pattern that the AI generated. You can go over there and take a look at it. It was a very interesting idea. It was a very interesting article. Um, It's on the SewDaily.com website, and the links are down below in the show notes if you want to take a look at that. In our main segment today, I'd like to talk about sewing for the body that you have. This has been a challenge. Um, I'll give you a little bit of backstory. I've had a lot of trouble finding clothes that fit, and I think I'm not alone based on what I hear from the students in my classes. Um, I'm five foot seven, and I probably weigh about 30 pounds more than I'd like to. 
But my biggest challenge is that I'm rather busty, which is ironic considering I was flat-chested until I had kids. But being busty means that I have a lot of trouble finding tops that fit. And again, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with this problem. You go to the store and if you can find something that fits you in the bust, it's generally swimming in your shoulders and falling off of your shoulders because you don't need that much room. So this has been uh, one of the reasons that I started sewing for myself because I was tired of going to the store and finding ill-fitting clothing. The past decade or so has been particularly awful with all of the low-rise jeans and tops that are too short and neither of those fit my body very well at all. So I bought myself a serger and decided to start making my own clothing. I love mustard yellow, but if you put mustard yellow next to my face, I look like a corpse. So trying to find colors that were flattering for me was almost as frustrating as trying to find clothing that fit. You would think that as a former knitting designer, I would have a good grasp of fitting, um, but Fitting knitted clothing that you knit yourself is a bit different than fitting clothing that you sew. And fitting woven clothing, uh, garments from woven fabric, is considerably different than fitting clothing made from knit fabrics. Um, I tend to prefer to work with knit fabrics, although I do like rayons and I have been sewing quite a few rayon blouses for myself, but it took me a while to find a good pattern. It took longer to find good woven patterns than it took me to find knitted patterns. So let's talk a little bit about what's involved. If you've never made your own clothing, or like me, you managed to graduate from high school in 1984 without ever having taken a home ec class, um, you might go to the fabric store and pick up a pattern and see the sizing and think, well, I wear a size 12 in ready to wear. I'll make myself a size 12 in a sewn garment. Except that sewing pattern sizes don't bear much resemblance to ready to wear sizes. And even ready to wear sizes have so much variation. Uh, you can be a size 12 in one brand and a size 16 in another brand. So I found that it's best to ignore the sizing altogether and work strictly from your body measurements. So that's the best place to start. Get an accurate set of body measurements. This is easiest to do if you have a sewing buddy to help you or someone who is familiar with measuring. Um, I asked my husband to measure me, which was an interesting experiment. He's a builder and he's very used to dealing with measurements and fairly tight tolerances down to sixteenths of an inch. But almost everything he does is linear and I am not linear and I'm kind of squishy. So getting accurate measurements on me, I think, was um, a challenge for him, but we managed to do it. There are a lot of places on the internet where you can download a measurement guide that will give you a list of the measurements that you want. I like to, when I'm teaching classes, have my students pair up 
and I'll have them measure across their shoulders on the back to get a cross shoulder measurement. Measure from the nape of their neck, that little bony protuberance that sticks out down to their natural waistline. And sometimes it helps to tie a string around what you would consider your natural waistline so that you can get an accurate measurement, even if that's not where you end up having your waistline, if you like to wear your pants a little bit lower. Um, I'll also have them do a high bust measurement just above the fullest part of their bust, and I'll have them do a full bust measurement as well. Those two numbers are critical to getting a good fit in the bust. Um, you'll want a waist measurement, a waist circumference measurement. You'll want a high hip measurement, and you'll also want a full hip measurement. And your high hip measurement is going to be, oh, let's say six or eight inches below your waistline. And your full hip measurement is gonna be the fullest part of your hips. Once you have this set of measurements, you can compare those to the measurements that are given on the pattern. A lot of indie designers started including the finished garment measurements and now the the commercial pattern companies are starting to follow suit. And the finished measurements are incredibly helpful. Um, it doesn't tell you much if all you know is the actual body measurements because you don't know how much ease has been built into that pattern. And ease is the amount of extra uh, space that is built into the garment to allow you to move freely. So a loose fitting top will have more ease than a close fitting top. A matter of design, it's also a matter of your personal comfort level. You may prefer garments that fit a, more, a bit more loosely. You may prefer garments that fit more tightly. So take that into consideration. You'll wanna look at the finished garment measurements um, if your bust measurement is 38 inches around, your full bust measurement, and the garment me finished garment measurements are 46 inches, uh, it's obvious that that garment is intended to be very loose fitting, and that may be too loose fitting for you. So that's something to take into consideration. Something else to remember is that most garments are drafted for a B cup, and you may not be a B cup. You may be larger or smaller than that. When I was designing knitwear, uh, my designer friends and I had kind of an inside joke that every designer is a size medium because we tended to de design for ourselves and then size up or down from that particular size. Um, and that's typically what happens with sewing patterns. Um, they design for a B cup and you're responsible um, in most cases for sizing up if you need a full bust adjustment. Some of the pattern companies, and it's worth searching them out, will include full bust pieces or pieces by cup size. And Knowing your cup size in a dress pattern is also important. Just remember that cup size in a dress pattern does not track identically with your cup size that you wear in your bra size. So 
I'm a double D in my bra size, but in my dress patterns, I typically choose a D cup. Those of you who need a full bust adjustment, I found that it's typically more accurate if I choose a size based on my high bust measurement and then do a full bust adjustment. So for a lot of commercial patterns, I found success in choosing a high bust measurement of 38 and then making the full bust adjustment. And again, all over the internet, you can find videos, you can find tutorials, you can find all sorts of information on making full bust adjustments. And once you figure out how to do it, they're typically not too hard. You should note too that the convention is that you alter the length of a pattern before you start altering the width of a pattern. And this is really important if you're someone like me. Um, I'm five feet, seven inches tall. And I talked about the convention for commercial patterns being um, a B cup. The convention for many, many patterns out there is also a woman who is five foot, five inches tall. So I'm already taller than most patterns. And when I figured that out, that was an epiphany for me. Um, that is probably why most clothing that I try to buy ready to wear is too short for me. And it's not necessarily too short in my legs because a 32 inch inseam fits me pretty well. My torso is longer from my neck to my crotch and that's where I need the additional length. I'll tell you a little story about part of my fitting journey. Uh, one of my best friends here in Kalispell is named Tara and she and I like to take vacations together and last March we went to Sew Expo in Puyallup, Washington which is a huge sewing educational event um, put on by Washington State University and it features all sorts of classes on all sorts of sewing topics, fitting, um, embroidery, quilting, you name it, they have it. And one of the classes that she and I both wanted to take was a class on making a bodice sloper. And what a bodice sloper is, is a pattern that is made to your measurements, your personal measurements, and you can use it to draft your own patterns. Um, it's also incredibly useful, I have found, to compare to commercial patterns because it will shortcut the amount of puzzling over a pattern that you need to do to figure out what alterations to make. If you lay your bodice sloper over a pattern, you can see right away where the changes are that you need to make. So we signed up for this bodice sloper class and we had homework ahead of time. We had to take our own measurements. Um, this is where I had my husband help me get my measurements. And we had to send the measurements in. And what they did was they ran them through a computer program and they generated a draft sloper for each of us. About three weeks before the class, we got an email that let us know that the teacher who was supposed to teach the bodice sloper class had had an emergency and couldn't make it. And our new teacher was going to be someone named Joe Vaccarelli. 
And I don't expect that to be a household name for you, but uh, Joe Vaccarelli is a very famous sewing designer. Um, he fits celebrities. He dressed Rihanna for the Super Bowl. He dresses the uh, participants on Dancing with the Stars. And he was going to be our teacher. So we walked into class that day and it was a life-changing experience. I know that sounds like hyperbole, but when it came to learning about sewing for myself, it really was a life-changing experience. Joe is a terrific guy. He started out the class by saying, there are no perfect bodies, there are no perfect patterns. We're gonna sew for the bodies that we have and your body is perfect exactly the way it is and we're gonna dress it. So we, um, took our draft slopers and he came around and measured each of us and said, make these adjustments here, make these adjustments here. And when he got to me, he said, you'll need a full bust adjustment, which I knew. And he also said, you need to lengthen your sloper about an inch. And that was an epiphany. When I got my bodice sloper all finished and I brought it home, and I started looking at my bodice sloper comp compared to patterns, I realized that all of the patterns that I had been making um, were too short because my torso is much longer. And my waist isn't in the same place as most commercial patterns. It's also why I've never liked to wear shirtwaist dresses or clothing with belts because typically the belts ride up, they're too high, they don't fit my body. Um, waistlines are never where they're supposed to be, and that has made a huge difference. Point out here that not all of this happened overnight. This fitting journey that I have been on has taken probably close to two years. Um, there was a lot of trial and error, and for you, there may be a lot of trial and error, and you'll need to get used to making muslins. And if you don't know what a muslin is, a muslin is a test garment. You typically make a test garment out of fabric that's similar to what you wanna use for your final garment, and you make up the pattern and you figure out what changes need to be made based on how that pattern fits you straight out of the envelope. Um, now having a bodice sloper, I can get away with fewer adjustments, but I almost always still make a muslin for any new pattern that I'm trying. I did a dress pattern a couple of months ago for which I made three separate muslins in order to get it to fit properly. And once you've got it to fit properly, you can make as many of those, uh, as many garments in that pattern as you'd like and we like to refer to those as tried and true patterns. Skimming over the top here, um, it's hard to condense a six hour fitting class into a short podcast, um, but I'll talk about some of the other ways that I went about trying to um, fit my body. My younger daughter works at Nordstrom, she's an assistant buyer there, and she actually um, started out 
We joked that she was meant to work in retail clothing from the time that she was about three years old because we would take her to the store and she would insist on picking out her own clothing. Um, Even at three years old, she had quite a sense of style. And so it was no surprise that she decided to go into uh, retail clothing. She started out when she was 16 working here in town at JCPenney. And then she worked at a small independent clothing company here in town. When she went to college, she did an internship with Nordstrom and worked there during her junior and senior year. And then after graduation, she went to Seattle and she worked at a Nordstrom store um, in one of the suburban malls. And a few years ago, she got a corporate job and she's been working in corporate ever since. So she knows a lot about clothing. Um, We have lots of discussions about clothing. Um, She doesn't really like the fact that her mother shops at JCPenney, but I'll tell you, JCPenney is the company that carries Liz Claiborne, and I have been buying Liz Claiborne clothing for probably 30 years now. And one of the reasons that I buy Liz Claiborne is because in Ready to Wear, it is the brand that fits me the best without any alterations. I can go to the Liz Claiborne department and pull things off the rack in my size and know that for the most part, they will fit me. Um, I do try everything on just because even if it fits me, it might not be a style that's flattering. Um, But in most cases, everything that I buy in the Liz Claiborne department fits. And if you were to look at my closet, probably 85% of the ready to wear in my closet is Liz Claiborne. That's just how it is. Um, You might have a brand that fits you like that too. I have been known to buy Liz Claiborne clothing, mostly tops, Um, I really don't have much trouble finding pants that fit, but I do have trouble finding tops that fit. And I have been known to buy tops, take them apart, draft a pattern from the pieces, and sew my own tops. You don't want to deconstruct a garment. You can also take something, and this works best with simpler garments, but you can also take something that fits you well, like a t-shirt, And you can copy it or do what's called a rub off without having to take the garment apart. You can always take it apart. And if you have a serger and it's a serged t-shirt, put it back together or even sew it back together with a sewing machine. This has been a quick and dirty overview of how to sew for yourself. Um, It's certainly not meant to be comprehensive and I'm certainly not an expert. I am learning every day and I learn from my students. I recently taught a class on the Lark Tea by Grainline Studio. I taught that in Spokane, Washington. I had three students in my class and of the three students, only one was able to make a t-shirt straight out of the package with no alterations. And it just so happens that she's five foot, five inches tall and has a B cup bra size. And so that pattern was designed specifically for her body type. And she was able to make the t-shirt and have it fit right off the bat. My other two students had to make 
some alterations to their patterns. One had to increase the circumference of the hip area because she's more of a pear shape. And the other student was very petite and had to make some adjustments in terms of length. That brings up a good point when you're looking at different pattern companies and different patterns. Um, keep in mind that pattern companies will usually tell you who they have designed for, what body type have they designed for. So Love Notions, for instance, will tell you on their patterns that they are designed for a woman who is five foot, five inches tall. Um, Seamwork patterns, on the other hand, will tell you that their designs are intended for women who are five feet, seven inches tall. And Sinclair patterns, which I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, designs for um, short, average, and tall, which is fabulous. Um, I, I tend not to use a lot of Love Notions patterns, even though I think they're beautiful, they're wonderfully designed, they're gorgeous, their pattern writing is terrific. It's just they require me to do a lot more alterations than if I start out with a pattern that's intended for someone who's a little bit taller. So you will find as you start looking at pattern companies that designs from one pattern company might fit you a little bit better than patterns from another pattern company. Um, And it's worth trying one or two patterns from each pattern company to find out who does fit you the best. Obviously, this is a quick and dirty overview. It's hard to distill a four or a six hour fitting class down into a short podcast, but I hope that this gives you some place, some place to start, a place to start your fitting journey, your clothing making journey. Um, I hope that you will check out some of the pattern companies and perhaps take a bodice sloper class. I continue to take classes because there's so much to learn and I'll be sure to share what I learn when I learn it uh, here on the podcast. If you do have suggestions for future episodes, I would love to hear them. Please visit the website if you go to JanetZabo.com, and my last name is spelled S as in Sam, Z as in Zebra, A, B as in Boy, O. At JanetZabo.com, you will find links to my blog, to the Big Sky Knitting Designs website, and to the Straight Stitch podcast page. Um, You'll be able to go to the contact form and give me some feedback. Um, If you're happy with this podcast and you want to Help me spread the word, share it with your friends, leave a review on iTunes, and until our next episode, I hope you will go sew something.